I'm Christine Dolan, and I'm a journalist, and I know a lot of people know Mike Lindell because of some of the issues having to do with elections, but I know him in a different way. Last year, in the middle of the 2020 election, my back was killing me because I'm teleworking. So a friend of mine sent me a pillow that Mike Lindell manufactured, and it helped me to sit on a chair doing interviews, too many interviews during the day because we're all working off-site. And then this year, because we're working off-site and we, we all want to be comfortable, I tried Mike Lindell's slippers. Now, I'm a big one on slippers because I like comfort. I have worn moccasin slippers all my life. And when I tried Mike Lindell's slippers, I couldn't believe this because it really does have four layers of cushions. It's like having very loose tennis shoes on. And it's easy because you really do wear them all night long if you're working like me from the early hours of the morning to the late hours at night. So I highly recommend Mike Lindell's slippers and his pillows if you've got a back problem and you're sitting down. Now, how you get the discount for this is very simple. It's on our site. CDM is the promo code for it. Promo code CDM is what we're asking you to do. Again, you will feel comfortable for your back with those little pillows that he has and also for the slippers that you can get from him. And now let's get to our guests. So, so tonight in American Conversations, we have the same gents that we talked to last week uh, coming back to us, telling us with an update about what's happening in Canada. Um, Guys, introduce yourselves, introduce the people behind you, because obviously the team has grown and becoming more public. And let's get into what's going on in Canada, because the trucker story is taking a storm, you know, um, <laughs> from you guys to us down here south in America. Yeah, I'm Andrew Peloso. I'm co-directing the film Trucking for Freedom. And I'm Jeremy Regato, co-directing as well. Behind us, we have Matt. Robar, hello, hey, videographer and photographer here on the ground with you guys. And we also have Carrera in the room, Carrera Bandman. Hey. Hey, Carrera. Photography and a lot of behind the scenes uh, coordination to make this film a reality. So we, we've all, we built basically, a, there's a team of 15 to 20 of us um, trying to make sure we adequately tell this story. Um, what we've been seeing in Ottawa is uh, profound. I think Jeremy can jump into that about just uh, the feeling within Ottawa that we're not hearing in Canada. Uh, our media is not telling that story, but no. what are you seeing on the road here? It, okay, it, so guys, before we get into that, let's let's lay out the groundwork for this because we talked to you last week and yeah. you guys introduced us to James, okay, who is a, a believer and yeah. God is reigning on what his commitment is that that nobody leaves Ottawa until things change. You're with him. You've got a team behind you. So give us a groundwork of how you got, what happened, because we interviewed you before you got to Ottawa. What mm -hmm. happened when you got to Ottawa? Let's start with that first. Yeah. So, yeah, when we, <clears throat> when we started arriving closer and closer to Ottawa, we were just uh, profoundly overwhelmed at the um, seeing all of Canada out on the street. I kid you not, you go, you know, you go 20 more, 20 more seconds and there's another off road and there's, right. you know, big block party there with Canada flags and people cheering and like, mm -hmm. you know, go get them, hold the line. 
you know, Canada proud. You just see all these, all these uh, banners, uh, every single overpass we went by. It was just incredible. We drove all the way into Ottawa, all the way downtown. We're, we're, uh, we're living here about four blocks from uh, the legislature. And uh, the, the feeling of arriving here was amazing. It was, it was exhausting getting there. I, we truly were, um, were brought to Ottawa by the power of the people, really. Um, it was the cheering and it was the camaraderie that we felt on the road that allowed us to sleep, you know, one or two hours a, a night and still be able to function driving 16 hour days. You know, Canada's a big country. Did you feel that they carried you? They oh, did. Absolutely. 100%. All of our energy came from Canada United. So let's talk about um, when you arrived before the parliament right what was that like so we came in one day earlier than most people were expected on friday yeah we came in on friday i think i think we talked to you on thursday night that's correct yes yes we we chatted on third was it thursday or wednesday night it might have been it might have been when maybe it was thursday well, I think, no, I think it was Thursday night. We, we maybe yeah. posted it, uh, but I, well, maybe it was Wednesday night. I don't know. But anyways, we talked to you before you arrived in Ottawa. Correct. You guys were all excited. You introduced us to James with his, you know, every signature on his truck. Uh, yeah. What was it like getting in there when you finally arrived? So we arrived a day early just trying to plan out some logistics, uh, uh, working with the team on the ground here. And it, it was incredible. Uh, we weren't sure what to expect, to be honest. Um, we woke up the next day and there were an extra 1.4 million people in the city. And it's crazy because we're told by the media that there were a couple hundred trucks. And we're told uh, it's it's ridiculous what, what, what the media and the leadership here in Canada has said about the movement and the types of people down here and what's going on because it's just not true. It, it, it's, it's wild. Did, did it, they it, underplay it at the time? Oh, they're still underplaying. In fact, they're trying I think to think it's Angus it. Reed uh, did a poll of 25,000 Canadians. There's a 79% approval for what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. And when you watch any of our media uh, here in Canada, uh, it, it looks like we're a small outcast, uh, you know, minority of, of crazies and uh all of canada supporting us all of canada's out on the streets all of canada is celebrating uh bringing in this new sense of freedom yeah. uh for our nation so and there was a sorry there was a, a news report that came out in calgary this morning where we're from that said that there's 250 protesters left here today i think there's probably 250 people in this hotel alone but me and jeremy made it out of block today and seen at least a thousand you, know, you stop counting after you get to about a thousand ish, and uh, oh, way more than a thousand. Way the, more. the whole city is clogged up, but it's clogged up in such a strategic way that it gives access to the people of Ottawa. So the the trucks they've parked strategically. Uh, you can drive around Ottawa without difficulty. You just see a lot of trucks, so they're clogged down two lanes, and one lane lane is left open for uh, for emergency service vehicles, uh, right. for people working. So it's not like it's not like it, it it's not like the truckers came in and just parked and said the city is turned off until uh, until you do exactly what we tell you. 
No, they're here. They're parked strategically. They're honking their horns. They're making it uncomfortable. There, there's a little bit of uncomfort for the city uh, with but the noise. People, but people can still get to their offices. 100%. And, and we're talking to people that work here that are wearing uh, wearing their masks, doing their daily uh, their their daily activities, um, serving behind plexiglass. But when we talk to them, they're encouraging us. We're talking to restaurant owners that are encouraging us. We're talking to hotel staff that are encouraging us. We're talking to police who actually work on the grounds of the parliament, not not Ottawa police. This is like police that are behind the barricade that are protecting the parliament building that are encouraging us. Well, Jeremy, I, I've been talking to some of the <clears throat> Mounties in Canada who are friends of mine who I have worked with for years because, you know, I'm a journalist known worldwide who fights uh, human trafficking, mm -hmm. which includes organ trafficking. Wow. covers medicinal trafficking. Hmm. Uh, and I know that some of the police in Canada are supporting you guys behind the scenes. Well, thank you. How do, how do you feel with what you're seeing happening? You know, you guys had shared with us last week that you got in touch with James when he went public and you decided within 24 hours, you're going to jump on board. You did it. Now you're on the road. Now you're in Ottawa. You're filming this. You've got your buddy behind you. you you've got your, your mate who's out of camera right now. But how do you guys all feel about, you know, witnessing history? It is an honor. And I, I don't know if we can say it any other way than it is an absolute honor. We feel like we were, and we've had conversations about this. We feel like we were made for this time. We feel like we were, we were called into existence for this. Um, it is the most remarkable miraculous event that we've ever been a part of. You go down on the streets, there are no arrests, there's no violence, there is no garbage on the streets because everyone is out there cleaning because they know that if they do anything out of line, the media is going to shine a huge spotlight on it. The people down here are perfect and they're so joyful and they're so happy it's minus 20 degrees Celsius outside. It is uncomfortable and still so much joy. It's, it's indescribably miraculous. You can't dream this stuff up. And I'd say so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put a spotlight on where you're staying, but I mean, you guys obviously are inside. We um, are. Has everybody been welcoming to those people who had their trucks on the road to house them, whether it be hotels or homes and everything like that? No, not not everyone. Uh, no. You know, we're we're seeing <clears throat> seeing all sorts of things. Now, these are this is allegedly right. I can't confirm this, but mm -hmm. really difficult to try and find lodging. And I, I think there's um, there's uh, there could be bad actors who are buying up you know, hotel rooms that are completely vacant and things like that. So, you know, it's a big game of chess right now and we're just trying to hold the line and uh, be prudent. And uh, I just back to your last question though, I also feel a sense of responsibility with this story. It's such a big story and I wanna make sure that 
with all the stuff going on that the story of these truckers does not get tainted um, because it's a very pure, it's a very pure reason why they're out there. Uh, they just want their freedom uh, back for them and for the people who disagree with them as well. And then the concern of lodging, you know, we, we spoke to uh, step to more for, step more forward so we can hear gotcha. you. So we spoke with an independent news firm earlier today um, that's in town, and they said that they tried to extend their stay at the hotel that they're at, and they said no. They said that they were canceling all extensions on stays. They had to fight to even stay in this hotel. But you know, when even though they're willing to pay to stay, even though they're independent, yeah. And, uh, but in the short time that we've had to be able to go speak with these guys that are on the road in their rigs, every single time we ask the question that we do at the end, um, we ask if, if they need anything, they, if they're being taken care of. And again, we haven't interviewed every trucker in the city. I promise you that, but a hundred percent success rate at the end of the, these interviews that these guys say that they have been very well taken care of. You know, there's food all over these streets. I passed a flatbed yesterday. The entire flatbed, the length of, of probably two two sedans, filled with food and water. And the guy woke up one day, and a lady had put a box of chips. And an hour later, half the flatbed was full, and it just won't stop. The Ottawa Food Bank came out uh, yesterday and said that they cannot house any more food donations. They've had 10,000 personal donations in the wow. last week. And the food bank can't take any more food. Like, to me, these are the stories that should be told. And until we have a chance, to, I think, to go around this city outside of the core and make sure that all these guys are feeling the same way, I don't, uh, I don't think that any of us would feel comfortable saying that everybody is being very well taken care of. But the guys that we have talked to have had nothing but rave reviews about the, the love and the, and the compassion that people have shown so far. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the, um, I guess, the U.S. boys and girls coming north to help you. Uh, I, I reached out to you earlier and, and said, you know, what is this about, you know, the police stopping at the crossings at Coat? But do you have any insight about what's going on in terms of the U.S. truckers that want to support you guys in Canada? So we're sending a we're sending a camera uh, a camera crew down to the Coots border uh, in the next couple of days here to make sure that we get a we to make sure that we get a we're in an interview. Thank you. You come find me. Hundred um, percent. Sorry, let me start that again, All right. Christine. Go ahead. Um, we're sending a we're sending a crew down to the. Uh, Coots border just to make sure that we have boots on the ground capturing uh, what's actually going on down there in right. uh, from a, from a first person standpoint uh, because apparently there's been uh, some mixed media that's been coming from there but we've had conversations with people uh, and it's just it's just not what the media is saying um, first off we want to thank our our brothers and sisters in America, because truly, truly, I've always felt like we are together. Uh, America and Canada is is one. And that's the way I've always felt. Uh, I know it's not true. I know they're, they're two separate com or countries, but I've always felt that openness between borders until all of this started, until COVID-19 kicked into play, when it became 
so distant. Uh, he used to travel to the United States like once a month, and it and it was just uh, it was just. Guys are feeling tired. Yeah, and it was just and it's just changed so much uh, from that, and and it's so amazing and so inspiring for us to continue okay. to stay here, to know that our our American family is here for us. Uh, and it's bringing us together. It's 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 really the the true story of unity. And just some co some more context too. So we're seeing you know both Americans and Canadians uh, working together to try and put uh, you know to have these demonstrations on all the border stops. We're seeing um, other cities getting together for this Saturday to have another freedom rally in their respective jurisdictions. Um, just today there was. Um, a convoy set up between, uh, I believe, Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And uh, they were planning to do a complete uh, convoy, uh, just stack it for from the hours of 12 to 6. So you're seeing a lot of people in their own local respective communities doing what we're doing here in Ottawa, but really raising the alarm. And since then, we've had different uh, premiers um, of different provinces start to say, you know, we're looking at phasing out this uh, vaccine mandate. You're seeing a soft kind of opening to, okay, we're starting to hear the public and what they need. So, And above and beyond that, Quebec, uh, Quebec just made a, a public proclamation that they were about to start taxing uh, unvaccinated people, uh, mm -hmm. and they've decided to drop that. Um, and then today, I think... I, I can't say that it's directly correlated with uh, with what's happening here, but it is. Um, it's true that the conservative government has uh, the conservative government here in Canada has asked uh, O'Toole to to step aside as the leader so that they can bring forward another leader. So, so again, regardless of whether or not it's happening, because you're just seeing a shift. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing you're seeing, you're seeing a shift. Okay, so let's 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 unpack this for the globe. Okay, because yeah. this is beyond Canada. What you guys? Okay, because first of all, in Canada, we have a provincial governments. Then we had the federal government. So yeah. can you guys? And I'm not asking you to be experts because you're not politicians. You're not lawyers. But from your observation, can you give the globe <clears throat> some information about the shifts you're seeing? And it doesn't have to be in every province, but what you're seeing shift because the truckers have taken this to Ottawa. I mean, mm -hmm. what's happened in British Columbia, Alberta, whatever. Okay, give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so definitely you're seeing a shift in Alberta. I think that is imminent, uh, seeing a change of a phasing out of the vaccine vaccine program. Um, uh, you're seeing Saskatchewan follow suit, and they were actually before Alberta. Um, right. You're seeing Ontario. Um, I, d I haven't seen any actual press like from the premier's office, but just as a since we're here, we can just say that the the, the general feeling in the public is that. Okay, I think we're all we're all walking in unity outside of this outside of this uh, pandemic. Um, so we're seeing that Quebec with the relieval of the the vaccine tax that they were trying to legislate and looking about. So I truly feel that provincially, all the different jurisdictions are going to start to slowly wake up to to show an easement in their regulations. I think the big one that's going to have to take some time to uh, 
to uh, see the light of reason is going to be our federal government. Um, I think that's going to take time, but uh, the morale here is strong and everyone we speak to on the, on the street in their trucks are ready to hold the line and hold out as long as necessary. So, so I, I watched a tape of, and I forget the gentleman's name and God forgive me. Uh, who was involved in 1981 with the Freedom Charter in Canada? Peckford. I'm sorry. It's Peckford. Is that is that, is that uh, Honorable Peckford? Yes. Peckford. Yeah. And 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 he's he's maybe pushing 80 or late 70s or something like that now. But he he was invited by you know somebody in your crowd to go to Ottawa and he said, no, I'm staying here. And then I watched his speech and he felt very loyal to the people that he had represented in the past, but he is consumed, literally consumed with turning this into a federal law because he was consumed back in 1981 uh, for standing up for freedom for everybody on the federal level. Is that resonating with the people that are in Ottawa from your perspective, or is it just too soon? Because I think he said it, I don't know whether he said it today. I watched it today, but he may have said it in the last couple of days. Is that resonating with anybody? Yes, that is resonating with everyone that we speak to on the streets. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think he's being, he's a big he, was, he was a champion, the last, last living last living soul right now that has inked the charter of rights uh, right. for us in Canada. And, um, you know, if you see his interviews, his interview with Jordan Peterson, um, he's talking about these, you know, this is a, this Fundamental is rights from God. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Under, you know, that's where we get our rights from. And uh, there, those rights are above any man, any, any seat of office. So, And it is resonating with people. I mean, are people beginning oh. to wake up? It, it's the reason that the people are in the street. Yeah. That is the yeah. reason that the people are in the streets. Because they're realizing that this shouldn't come from the politicians. This should, this comes from a higher power. Yeah. And 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 the, to, to be clear, the, the people here are this is not an anti-vax rally. Uh this is this is a this is a anti-mandate rally. This is a stand <laughs> for the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Explain if you guys can. I don't expect you to be experts on this because this this the Charter of Rights and Freedoms happened before you born you were born. But from your perspective, how do you interpret the, interpret that so that people understand this is bigger than the mandates? Oh well, yeah, different things have been compromised, like freedom of mobility. Right. I'm a Canadian and uh, I personally am not vaccinated and I can't even fly across my nation. Right. Freedom of association. Um, you know, that's being uh, jeopardized all the time. Uh, again, also, you know, when you look at freedom over religion and different things, when we look at certain mandates that have been in place where people right. have not been able to go to their places of worship for a long time and are certainly not in the numbers that they are, are used to. You know, the, these are these are fundamental rights that that should be held as sacred. And I think um, with some of the doctors we've talked to here uh, and some people far, far more uh, smart and in intelligent than, than I ever will be, they're, um, they're pointing back to that. They're saying, we can do this a different way. We can still protect the vulnerable. 
and right. do all of these things and uphold these freedoms, which are sacred under God. And uh, so I'm really uh, just relieved to see uh, what Honorable Peckford is doing and that he is supporting uh, this kind of um, um, kind of way of thinking, because I think this is resonating deeper than whether someone is uh, believes in the vaccination or doesn't. It, it goes way deeper than that down to what what is the fabric of humanity and should should humanity be free? Okay, guys. So what's the next step? Where are you going from here? You're going to film it all. You're going to give us some footage. Yeah. Okay. We just gave you a link to some of the footage that we've edited for the last couple of days. So feel free to use anything you want. Okay. Um, we're going to keep staying here, filming, interviewing people, um, truly get, getting to the heart of this movement um, and just want to extend an open welcome for across Canada and, and the States and wherever people are watching this to uh, visit truckingforfreedom.com where they can upload footage and our editing team is reviewing that and trying to piece together the most accurate story of what's happening opposed to uh, uh, what our media is doing, which is sending a false message. Okay, so we learned in the last, I don't, I don't know whether it's five hours or four hours, we learned that Facebook canceled the truckers going mm -hmm. north here in America. How you, how how do you think people should counter that? I, I think the best way to counter that it's it's interesting because realistically, what we did when we when we opted to use these platforms is we sort of gave away our voice to these platforms, um, and and we sign it when we decide to utilize these platforms. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think the best thing that we can do we've been we've been calling this too big to cancel since we started. Uh, and I think that's the way that we have to continue to think about it. The reality is, is that there are millions of people that support this. Uh, and in all honesty, up to this point, the silent majority of people here in Canada, as stated with that, with those numbers, 79% support what the truckers are doing here. Um, I think our, the, the most important- And that's thing impressive. Let's just stop right there. 79% of Canadians support what the people are doing right now going yeah. to Ottawa. It's not yeah. just whether they agree with truckers or mandated backs or no mask or mandated, you know, this, that, or the other thing. They yeah. agree in Canada, almost 80% of Canadians agree, freedom reigns. Yeah, absolutely. Freedom reigns. Yes. So I think I think the best thing that we can do is not be silent. The, okay. the the truckers have have worked hard to make a stage for the world mm -hmm. to speak about freedom and to speak about our rights, to speak about our rights as human beings. That we are humans and we are not commodities to be used as pawns in some greater chess game or slaves. Or slaves, or slaves. We have a platform because of their sacrifice to speak freely and to speak loudly. And the world is listening right now. Yeah. It is our responsibility to share as far and as wide as we can about the sacrifice that these gentlemen are doing here on the streets. Mm -hmm. God bless you, Godspeed. And guys, gents, I want you to come back to us, okay? We want updates. We want your films. We're going we're gonna to ride this wave with you. Let's Thank you do so it. much, Christine.
Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. And good luck for trucking for freedom. Again, somebody tell us your website so people can upload their video. Sure. www.truckingforfreedom.com. You'll find all the information there and can stay in touch with us. All right, guys. See you soon. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you.